Hello everyone, welcome back to the Sata Monkeys podcast that is now bi-weekly. I'm your host, Earth the Fat, and today I am joined by Chungus or Charles. Uh. <laughs> uh, uh Nutpackers, IRJWC. Uh if I cut out, it's my mic that died. <laughs> and uh Ryan or Ryan. That's just it, you're just Ryan. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, and fun uh, fun story about Zyre's mic. Uh, right before we started the podcast, I believe you said it was uh, your your boom arm broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt, if I could just remind me to take a picture. Uh, <laughs> we can insert this right here. It's good. It's it's um it's what I would want my mic to be if it wasn't hanging by the auxiliary cord. Yeah, yeah, picture uh, picture like the type of microphones you see in a movie set where they hang it over the person's head and then just take away the part where there's like an actual pole to that and it's just holding by like the actual cord. And that's that's Zyre's uh, mic setup right now. Um, yeah, the XLR cord is kind of. Uh... Yeah, no, it's not good. It's it's now it's it's the physical support structure now. Uh, so if Zyre's mic does have any issues, like him not being completely clear, we apologize. There's not a whole lot we can do on such short notice um, of like literally like the past like 20 minutes. So, yeah, um, sorry about that. But we do have some pretty interesting topics and um, they're actually interesting. I can say that now. And it's not just me saying they're interesting when they're not, because uh, since we're doing this biweekly, we can actually wait a little bit and accrue some really good topics to talk about and then talk about them so um and also thank you guys so much those of you who tuned into the um the lego batman 2 video that was released the uh, this piece of lego batman history was almost lost to time um that took a week straight of like just almost purely editing and um that it, there was a lot of effort put in that video and it's really nice to see I it wish- yeah, uh, sorry for cutting you off. I wish I uh, I took the uh, screenshots of how many hours elapsed on Discord. He was in Adobe Premiere. It was funny. Every time I'd open Discord, it would just say Adobe Premiere. And yeah. I'm like, did he close the app or has he just kept it open? Because like that's how much he's been working on, and it's hilarious. Yeah, it's been pretty nuts. Um, I've been I've been trying to, I've been trying pretty hard to get um to get everything right and there's still parts of it. It's funny that we're rushed because it was the last day and I'm like this is okay. This was just a stand-in, but it'll work. And the, the video released and a lot of people uh, liked it. And someone even compared it to the style that I was actually basing on. They said it reminded them of it, and that was really cool to see. So thank you guys for I believe it's at like 56 or 57 views on that. That means a uh, a lot more than you uh, than you realize. It is not a small number to us. Um, that's very 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 nice especially and also and that does not account for our channel subscriber account which is literally my this is my old channel that was rebranded so that's why it's so high and our viewer ratio is so low and it's fine i don't expect high views we're and not button views yeah we're not <laughs> running views and it's a throwback <laughs> it's uh it's very nice to see 56 people uh so thank you all for watching that now getting into the podcast and not rambling for Three minutes and 16 seconds. Well, we'll get into the actual uh, meat here. This first story is from uh, Gamers Nexus, and it's on NZXT. Uh, the title is NZXT Bait and Switch on the PCIe Riser Replacement. Just do the right thing. And the the concept here, the, the content of the video, um, I won't give all the details because it's a 14-minute video. You should go watch it. Watch your content. They're independent creators. Um... And so when NZXT had this uh, riser issue, if you uh, guys don't know what that is, we actually did cover that um, in previous episodes, along with Gamers Nexus' extensive videos on it. I believe they said they did five videos at this point. Um, NZXT, in their H1 case, shipped this PCIe riser 
um, where the screw that held it in is made of metal and it's not internally threaded or excuse me the internal threading on the pcb is not plated rather um and because it's not plated there was actually a trace on the board that had something i believe it's something to do with a power rail where if the screw was unscrewed and put back in enough it would eat through the um the pcb enough where it would make contact with this um this trace and it could literally just spontaneously cause a fire and it had after multiple people telling NZXT like this happened, they said nothing. Gamers Nexus made a video, and after I think like two days, they finally said, "Okay, um, we're gonna start formally recalling them. Uh, we're gonna offer refunds and stuff." And they eventually sent Gamers Nexus a replacement uh, riser, um, saying this is the new and improved one. This one does not catch fire and everything. And they sent it and they reviewed it and said this one's good. Uh, it's not clearly not the same PCB. It's completely redesigned, um, and it did not catch fire in their testing and it is plated well now um what they've done is instead of actually math sh math mass shipping uh, to customers the pcie riser that they were expecting the one shown in gamers nexus video the one that is fixed uh, many people are receiving what looks to be the original riser but with a gold plate over the top of one of the uh of the of the screw hole that it goes into as well as nylon screws instead of metal, so that wouldn't catch a uh, a trace. Um, Gamers Nexus actually tried. They got a hold of one of these. I'm not sure if it was one or multiple, but it looked to be it one. It was one. Yeah, it was one. One of these new and uh, quotes on new, but one of these uh, new uh, risers. They did test it. They did not actually find that there was anything. Um, they didn't. They didn't cause a fire with them. They didn't find anything like that, but they do look to be the exact same PCB as the old ones that did catch fire with plating on the top and I think the bottom, but for some reason not the actual inside, like the threading where the main issue is. And I have no idea why they didn't do that because that's the source of the issue. Um, that said, now this this gets into my take. That's the gist of it. And they're uh, and for more context, Gamers Nexus are pretty mad that they feel like they've been bait and switched. Where NZXT is like, we're doing the right thing. Here's our replacement, and then they're shipping out a different one that looks different to the one they shown, and also looks like the old one. Uh, and there's no guarantees on it that they won't catch fire because Gamers Nexus tested one. That's not that doesn't prove that they all won't. Um, so the the issue I have with it is as much as I do kind of agree with uh with steve uh, gamers nexus steve i i think he kind of blew it a bit out of proportion and he did state it was a social issue multiple times in the video and i think it is indeed very much a social issue i don't see this as a as a major problem because i have not heard of a single person having them like these catch fire yet the the not the bait and switch ones but that like I it's my take on it I mean, yeah, you said that earlier, and I was like, I under I completely understand, even if it is a social issue, he deserves to be mad. I think you can't just lie and send it to a company that's you that gives good promotion and they know, okay, they're gonna say something shitty about us. We have to give them the better version and say, okay, it's it's good, but then just blindside them and say, Oh, that's completely different. And that makes their company look bad. It looks like they're in cahoots with NZXT, which I understand. Yeah. And I don't think they they deserve they they're mad. They're them being mad is like bad at all. I understand it. 
I yeah, I get it. I and I understand what to be fair, that point the video was pretty good. Like that it does make N or not N60, uh, Gamers Nexus look bad as well as N60. Yeah, it makes them both look bad, but it looks like NZ uh Gamers Nexus is in cahoots with NZXT or just lying, and that's why I like the way they said they were this was their last video on and they're not gonna say anything about it. But I understand when they're mad. Yeah, what they've um, I, I it makes sense. I just I don't know. Steve really played it up at the beginning, and then it leads into their uh, their. It, they've listed him in a, a tweet, a Twitter thing as they're like demolitions expert dude, but he's uh, you know, they're the guy who tested the risers. They lead into him, and he's pretty calm and like, yeah, as much as it's it's kind of a, it is a bait and switch. There's nothing seemingly wrong with this riser. We've tested it, and it's fine. So, and, and again, that's not representative of all of them. That's one. I believe the same thing goes for the one example they received of the new, the supposed new ones that they got from N60 originally. But um, either way, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think it's as big an issue as they were um, stating. But I kind of, it is still an issue, um, and one that NTXT likely won't address at all, and which will make it to me at that point. If NTXT don't say anything about it, which to, as of now I've not seen them say a single thing um it to me it becomes kind of a bigger issue because nz yeah. need to start responding more to when especially the people who called them out enough to get them to actually like start a formal recall uh they need to start like listening to these people and gamers nexus like specifically if any if anyone they really need to listen to the people who like made their company look awful because they were being awful and they were just not recalling something that could catch your house on fire um, NZXT kind of, or excuse me, Gamers Nexus kind of called NZXT out on that, and it kind of forced them to do it. They need to be listening to these guys because they know if they don't, they're going to get on their ass again. Um, and they clearly have here. Uh, I don't know, Charles, what's your take here? Uh, you know, I don't. I think it's it's not really that huge a deal because it doesn't catch people's houses on fire. That's true. I mean, it is kind of like offensive because it feels like they pulled a bait and switch, but I mean, if it solves the problem, then it's so so. I yeah. I think, yeah, I think the problem is what they're saying is they NZXT showed them, they're like, oh, this is the new one, they fixed everything, that's that everything's good, but they shipped something completely different out to the consumers. Not that, not the company. So they just lied altogether. They just lied to Nexus and sorry, and the consumers because they they think they're getting something that they actually didn't. Yeah, they sending it. They send the media out what the uh, the really grand version, and then the one the consumers get is worse. Um, and in that in that extent, I can understand it. But I, what I what I'd rather it, and the a way NZXT can resolve this, um. If they if like they really want like a concrete resolve, they can do one of two things here. They can come out and like formally state that these new risers have been you know these quote new end quote. It looks like they're repurposed from the broken ones, and they've just been repurposed and at the very least on a manufacturer level, slightly confirmed that they don't catch fire. We don't really know what the process is for that because we don't work there. But they could either just come out and flat out say that no we've done tons of testing and they do not catch fire still we've fixed that issue how many people would believe them i don't know and the way they could remedy that is by literally just sending gamers nexus like 10 packs of the of both versions and have them do tests on each 10 pack 
and make sure that uh, now you can't really make sure they're not cherry picked at that point. Um, but that probably even so, like that, I just feel like that'd be the best way in for them to do anything. But I also don't think there's a lot they can do here. I don't even think that sending gamers next is that'll help of, anything at this point. I think it would help, but it would be marginal. It would not really be much of much help. Uh, it just was NZXT or not NZXT. Was Gamers Nexus the only one that got this? No. Um. The well. The okay. Which. What do you mean? In this. The new riser. The, the yeah. The riser. Did they get the new riser? Like the. Did they get the? So you know how. Yeah. Did they get no, the so, actual new riser? Yes. They were not the only ones to get it. There's photos of a few, a few people, um, who are consumers actually having received the new riser the actual new riser the one that isn't repurposed but it looks like um a lot more people are receiving the repurposed one than are receiving the actual new one um what about what about other companies like nzxt like well i don't think any other like big media outlet has been sent um any of these i mean that you know that was like super well documented because gamers nexus were really the only media outlet to like whistleblow this and really bring it to everyone's attention like I Linus see. Tech haven't done anything with this, I don't believe. Um, I don't think Jay's Two Cents has. Uh, what's a dude's name? Uh, Nitwit Lyle, Kyle, whatever his name is. Bitwit, that's his channel. Mm-hmm. But uh, he hasn't done, talked about it. I don't think, or if, at the very least, he's probably talked about it. But I don't think he's done anything with it or any testing. This is pretty much Gamers Nexus sole territory, and they're known for their good and fair testing methodologies, and not they they didn't just light the thing on fire. Um, but Gamers Nexus were the only media outlet that I know of that was sh- actively shipped um, the new, the actual new replacement and were not sent the repurposed one um, at all. You would think they'd send them both if they were going to say... True. Yeah. And that, I guess that's where the problem stems is that they didn't tell Gamers Nexus that they were going to use multiple manufacturers, and which, which to me doesn't even seem like a proper argument. It's very clearly a repurposed original one that catches fire. They could have just said they're repurposing them um, and refurbishing them so they function without catching fire and then couldn't, let them know. Couldn't gamers next? No, no, that's dumb. Never mind. All right. Uh, Epic, do you have anything to say? Rhinex, Ryan? Oh, it just makes me not really want to buy from NZXT. Even oh, yeah. more now. Even more. That's the thing. Yeah. Like if you're if you're gonna lie about that stuff, that's a serious issue because of how dangerous the um what was originally shipped was yeah i um i don't know it makes me and the the sucky thing for me is my my case my um nzxt phantom 410 um i like it like you know i, I like i like it well enough it's either phantom 210 or sorry phantom 410 or 240 i never remember which it is um because one of them doesn't exist and i it was told it does but uh i didn't have the like the uh the hard drive base for it this is a now 11 year old case and i didn't when i bought it uh, at the time it was only like nine years old i didn't have um like all any of the hard drive bay uh plastics except like i think one and i'm like i emailed nzxt like hey do you guys happen to have any because i couldn't find any anywhere and they're like yeah we actually have like a few in our office and they offered i i paid them and they shipped them to me so like my customer experience with them has been nothing but good and it's only happened once um so it just saw i don't know i kind of thought they had pretty good customer support but it's very clear from this they don't um at least not in the your shit catches fire aspect um 
I, I still stand by being surprised that they had, you know, new old stock of a part that they made 10 years ago. But uh, this is this is still unacceptable and it just makes them look worse. And their Twitter sucks, by the way. I don't know if anyone's looked at their Twitter. All they do is like do the, the, the company, not shit post, but like try and be relatable and funny like Wendy's, like Wendy's used to do originally. Nah, but Wendy's is goaded though. Wendy's is They also block too mad. <laughs> Like when did you like flame them or something? No, I just kept asking for a free PC over and over again. They just blocked them. <laughs> it's funny because they I don't know how they can't see the humor in Too Mad doing that. Like it's pretty it's pretty obvious that it's that just could have been joke. a good promotional stunt too. They really could have. Um, but their Twitter kind of sucks, and they were criticized during the whole fire thing. They were just seen responding to customers in annoying ass ways on a uh, Twitter, and then also beforehand there was the issue with um NZXT. Uh, that we were actually featured in Gamers Nexus, this is, I think, a year ago now, um, with the whole thing about RAM and um, overclocking your RAM and it coming pre-overclocked, and then it, uh, this guy, it didn't, and he wanted to, and they said it would void his warranty. Um, and we actually let Gamers Nexus know about that one, and they covered it in their video, and we were we were seen in it, which was pretty cool, albeit on a different ad. Um, but, like, that was, I guess that's another thing. And currently what they're doing on their Twitter at that time was responding to people like, Mike, hey, there's this issue with my, uh, this is a screw in my computer, you know, it doesn't, um, it doesn't want to, uh, tighten it, like, tighten. And they're like, just tighten it harder. Like, they're being assholes to their customers. And I don't really, I never understood it. I don't think they do it as much anymore, but they still do. So. I mean, the whole year change thing, you think it's, they weaved it out that much? I have no idea. I don't know. I just, NZXT's always, I mean, ever since that shit with the, seeing their tweets of like people saying they're having issues with their stuff and they're like, just, just screw it harder. Just screw it in harder. Screw it in better forehead. Yeah. It's, it just it reminds me in the worst way possible of Apple's, like the signature Apple thing of you're doing it wrong. You're, you're cleaning your uh -huh. keyboard wrong. Um, and Apple publishing a full guide on how to uh, properly compressed air down your keyboard instead of just, replacing the butterfly keyboard that was faulty and that they've now finally you know like a while ago they started offering um i believe it's like free re uh like replacements wasn't that like it. two years ago not well it, it happened two years ago but the the recently it was like they started um allowing you to get free replacements for butterfly keyboards it's because there was a lawsuit um and that, that uh, i believe that was part of the settlement they they have to replace them for free or something like that um for like a specific amount of time so yeah, I, it reminded me of that, and I don't like that. Most people don't. Um, but yeah, NZXT, I I would steer clear of at this point. I, I will say they're old. If you can get their older cases, like we're talking literally ten years old to ten to seven years old, they're fine. I, they're not the best for cooling, but they're fine. Some are really moddable, and they seem to have great support for like having new stock of old parts. Well, that's just one experience. You can't be like, yeah, they're, they're great for all of it, but that's just your... That's true, drives. and it's it's definitely possible that they just have one-size-fits-all bay drive bay, bay things that um that went for a bunch of different models. Because the ones I received were not identical to the ones mine came with, but um they fit, and they're fine. But I don't know. That's my, just my experience. But overall, they don't seem like a company you'd want to ever buy anything from new like that, like any actual product. Um... But yeah, so steer clear of NCXT. We move on to a story from The Verge. Uh, live leak, the internet's font, 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 is it meant to say front? 
The internet's no font. font. It's, it's like um, it's an actual word. Well, yeah, it is a word. I just normally see it in the context of like a font for text. It's like um, I think font originally means like some almost like a fountain. I don't know. Gotcha. Um, at any rate, Live Week, the internet's font of gore and violence has shut down after 15 years of operation. Um, oh, that's crazy. I, I've yeah. always had like a... I, I, I've never... I'll be honest, as much as I understand what Live Week was trying to do now, like reading this article went into um what the guy's original mission was, I understand it was just trying to like have a place for that, not not specifically gore content, but just an alternative place to upload almost anything to within reason. Um, like they're not going to allow like CP on there, but like gory stuff like that, that YouTube would auto take down and just other things that would get taken down for different, um, debatably false or true reasons. Sorry for the beep there. I can understand the purpose behind it, but I really don't. Um, I, I just never liked it. I didn't like how it became the yeah, site it's... of all gore. It's, it's just fucked up. I remember when I first, uh, one of my friends told me, hey, go go on this live, website real quick. And I saw something fucked up, and I knew from that day forth to never go on live leak. Yeah. Um, uh, I like the memes where it's like, when you see a live leak logo appear over In the corner, head. you just click off. Yeah. You just gotta get rid of it. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think of only, I was only ever sent like one live leak link ever by someone I think I know who it was. Yeah, you do. Yep. Um, <laughs> He's the one who showed me. But I, I I don't know. I don't remember if it was anything bad or not. I didn't click it, but I was only ever sent that like that once by him. Um but yeah, no, I uh I have I have no idea. I have no idea what to think on this, because on one hand I understand their mission of just trying to preserve that, but it also seems like even they got fed up with just being the gore website. Um <laughs> It says towards here, like on the bottom of it that they Shown, what was it? In turn, okay, this is in 2014. It's related to like putting ISIS beheadings on there. We've shown the world the true horror of this form of execution more than once in the past, and we cannot find any compelling reason to um even be thought of as promoting the actions of this group. We know ISIS do not find support here on Live Leak, and that condemnation is virtually universal. But there's no reason to show it um no reason at all to show it more. And I I get that, and it seems like I get that's probably the reason why they shut down too. Uh, they just don't want to be the the gore site, and I can also I I wonder how bad the legal situation was getting with them. I don't know. I've never heard about live leaks in this legal situation. I I can't I I, I there's no way they haven't received like a, at least a couple lawsuits from. Uh, was from it run like in that. America? I don't know. I I highly doubt it was. Let's see here. Um. Where was Live Leak based? Live Leak was British, surprisingly. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's weird. You'd think it'd be like yeah, some like Yeah, you wouldn't expect that. Yeah. Think like some outskirts of like Slovenia or Russia, you know, like some random place that just has some like no no guidance on what the internet is. Yeah, exactly. I did not. I genuinely did not know it was in. Uh, it was in like, uh, it was British. Apparently, its headquarters were in London. Uh, but yeah, I guess I don't know. Live Week's dead. I don't think. I, I I doubt anyone's mourning it at this point. If people want to archive video, 
typically they can just use the Wayback Machine. You can literally upload a video directly to the Wayback Machine. You can upload any file. Um, and I'm not sure. I, I think in almost every single case, it, almost, granted, it, it can't get taken down. It's there for preservation. And then there are others. If you really needed it, you could literally just buy a Vimeo account and host it on Vimeo. And no one's going to take it down. Does Vimeo take it down? If it's like, private. Well, Vimeo originally, I believe, was just meant to be like private storage you could pay for for videos. Um, so I don't believe they can take it down. I think they probably, I mean, realistically, if you upload something awful, they may. But I don't think they can take it down if it's just private and you're the only one who views it. I don't think they can. And most people are doing this for preservation. So... To, to an extent, that is a form of it. At least it is preserved. Granted, no one else would see it. I guess I get why lively people would upload it there because it's public. But even so, there are other uh, like public services you can upload video uh, upload videos to, be them small or huge. So I don't I don't know. I guess and just lively became like a cesspool of garbage, is the way I see it. And I feel I I get it why it was dissolved. Um, what I wonder though is the people who would upload to Live Leak. I wonder how. I wonder what is going to happen with that. I wonder if we're going to see a mass of people start trying to upload shit to YouTube or. Um, oh, the great YouTube. Uh, the YouTube porn. Oh man, have we talked about this on here? We have, but oh. I don't want to get into it because I don't oh. want the video to get like blocked or age restricted. True. Um, I, what was I gonna? Twitter is what I would think personally would be the biggest contender for them I going think, to. I think Twitter takes down like anything fucked. Well, up. the thing is, there people figured out there were very innocent seeming hashtags that um barely any normal person used that if you put them into Twitter would bring up CP. This was within like the last year, and people uncovered it. And Twitter quickly, you know, like banned like banned them and everything. Instead, they they'd strengthen it. But apparently, this was not the first time that happened. So Twitter's saying they'll they'll make sure like they they tighten their security. Probably doesn't mean jack shit. Um, and what I, what I will also say, um, with, in regards to like YouTube and that type of stuff, they're not perfect either. Um, I believe at the time of, uh, uh, saying this currently, uh, if you type in WhatsApp status and scroll down, you can find some pretty interesting shit. And that's all I can say about that without getting the video blocked or age. Are we going to talk about it later? Cause I don't know about not this. Not on the podcast. No, no. Later, later, later. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Um, but yeah, no, I, uh. Rip, live leak. I guess, don't, don't say but that. not no, really. No, no. <laughs> no. Just, just, just rest, live leak. Rest, just sleep. There we go. Yeah, um, don't even sleep. Just like kind of a fetal position. Up. Oh, I do have a good idea just on what to, would happen with the, uh, with the, with Twitter. You know how people are trying to do paid tweets, like you can pay for someone's like premium Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's something shit. they're gonna do. I feel like that's something that they could do, and then just block it, and make sure that no one can see it unless you pay for it. If it is fucked up, then well, but that's a way for Twitter to get into a bunch of lawsuits because they will make profit off of that. I think maybe. Um, I've I've not extensively looked into that system. I know it integrates with PayPal, but I would almost I I would almost think Twitter would not introduce that in any form unless they got a cut of it. And if they're getting a cut off of fucked content, there there's an issue. So I don't I'm not sure how that would fly. Um, true. We'll move on to a kind of out of left field story that I don't think anyone expected. Um, this is actually pretty old at this point, but. It's still, you know, it's relevant enough. We'll talk about it. And I do not, we did not talk about this uh, last 
podcast, correct? I do not believe we did. No, I think we, yeah. we no. talked about it off podcast. Yeah. Um, This from CNBC, but you can find this literally anywhere. And this was the only article that was not about the recent rumors um, regarding them. I just wanted the actual original story. And we'll discuss the rumors, but I wanted the original story. Bill Gates and Melinda Gates are splitting up after 27 years. Um, For context here, they, they list that Bill and Melinda Gates met at Microsoft and the two got married at 1994. Um, The couple who agree to give away more than half their wealth will keep working together on charitable efforts. And financial implications are not immediately clear. Now, the only update I can say on that is apparently they've pretty much agreed, even though they don't have a prenup, they're going to just split everything down the middle, it seems in terms of like who gets what and um money so i believe it was like um i wonder well, what bill's rate ranking in the richest people are going to be now well it's gonna yeah it's gonna go down pretty much like a lot i believe it's she's gonna get 127 billion he's gonna get 127 billion or something like that the fact that you say that nonchalant is crazy and it, it is crazy. crazy. I just can't remember the numbers. That's why I'm saying quickly. Like that's the, like that's the thing. You could just say billion something and and still be like, ah, oh, yeah, no, that's probably true. What he can get. That's like really crazy to me. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, I've read that a lot of it is um the 1.37 percent that Bill Gates owns in Microsoft, which is worth itself. Itself, I believe it, that's I forget how many billion that said it was worth. It was worth a ton though. Um, so I think he seems to be like Elon Musk in the sense that a lot of his riches are in stocks and they're not actual like money he has on hand, but there is still a lot of money he does have on hand. Um, so this did seem out of left field and it was very unclear why this happened. Apparently as well, um, they're going to continue to run the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure what it will be renamed to at right now, if it's going to be the Bill Gates and Melinda Whatever her last name is, we foundation. divorced a Lamau XD. The I don't think I don't. She might just keep her last name because I know some divorced women don't change their last name back. Mm-hmm. It could be so. That. It could just be Bill and Melinda Gates. Um, and the now that you get to the like the rumors because that was the biggest thing. Um, besides that, it was that what was going to happen to the foundation because he's not really big. They're not really doing much with Microsoft anymore. He's taking a back seat. It's just the foundation that he really does stuff with now. So the the rumors now. Um, adjust this mic thing here. There we go. Uh, one of the biggest rumors is that in, apparently in 2019, um, Melinda Gates started looking into divorcing Bill after he met with Jeffrey Epstein. That's been the rumor going uh, around. Uh, oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, well, no. Hopefully it's just a rumor. <laughs> yeah. Bill Gates is apparently on record saying that they were not friends. They did not have any friendship. It was not a business meeting. They just met each other. Um, I'd love to know the nah. context behind how he <laughs> met Jeffrey Epstein. And this was apparently Jeffrey Epstein had accusations about him in 2013 as well. Um, and they originally, I'm not sure. It's very unclear if they're, if it's saying they met in 2019 and then they um Gates got mad or if they, it was the meet in 2013 but it was confirmed that they did meet in 2013 after some allegations against um like right after some allegations against epstein came out um bill met with epstein and those eventually got dismissed and i think now at this point are confirmed true um after the second time it happened but it, I, I'm the, that's very interesting if that's what happened. But there's like nothing to prove it right now. It's very much just a rumor with no proof. It's like unsubstantiated. But I cannot imagine 
that i don't know i don't i'd be very surprised if that was it because i feel like the government would have arrested bill gates but for some by now he has no let's think about this if he didn't meet with jeffrey epstein for a business reason and if he didn't meet with jeffrey epstein for because he's a friend why the hell is he meeting with jeffrey epstein i'm genuinely curious children Which people stick together that's true that's very true but i don't i just don't i can't fathom a reason and i'm not I, for the record i'm not suggesting um the reason was it that, one of the parties that epstein holds that's actually possible but i'm not sure i haven't i haven't read too far into it i just know that he did meet with or epstein held, 2019. i guess 20 i think it's in 2019 again i said i couldn't tell if they met again in 2019 or something like that it was not clear oh. with any of these articles but it was clear they did at least meet in 2013 and in 2019 is when melinda gates started looking into a divorce um what i'm assuming just going off of what i just said is that um he met with him in 2013 and it was also reported that melinda gates warned him like that she didn't like him doing that and then when all the 2019 allegations came out apparently the rumor is that that's when she started filing for divorce um so there's a lot you can draw from that i don't want to make accusations and i'm not going to because i don't have any like you know like small um un, un non-stated suggestion of what happened i just genuinely don't understand why he would associate with um jeffrey epstein um the the other thing the other reason i could think of actually apparently Je jeffrey epstein was a philanthropist and that's the only other reason i can see why is bill gates is also a philanthropist he gives away billions of dollars um to charities that need them that's about the only other reason i can i would understand why but i would consider that even though it's for charity i would consider that a business reason or at the very least more than just quote we just met yeah um so it, it's very i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see if this unfolds into anything or if it's just this um and it does ultimately it seems to boil down more to like celebrity reporting so i'm not sure we probably unless there's something huge we won't really be talking about this again um because this really will probably become gossip for the next three months at least but i don't know it was shocking to wake up one morning and see that bill and melinda gates are splitting up very unexpected yeah so uh if you wake up one morning turn on your pc and only half of it works uh <laughs> melinda gates. yeah melinda stole the other half it was part of the settlement and, you know, I think the best part is when you said that I could vividly envision half of my monitor not working because that's actually happened. Like, I've literally started up my computer and just had my, half of my monitor not turn on for some reason. Nice. Um, But, all right, that's that story. I was trying to say, like, not say yeah, and that just came out worse, so we're not going to. But, but, yeah, but, but, yeah. But, 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 yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah, um. The, the god dang, uh, the, uh. This story is from ARS Technica, and we have two more stories from ARS Technica coming up at the end. Um, NVIDIA's RTX 3050 brings ray tracing and DLSS to $800 laptops. I literally pulled this up to read it and didn't. This is the only one I, I didn't read and I thought I read it. I gotta admit, that laptop in the main picture looks insane. Wow, I've it read does. more of the articles than Matt has? Wow, I think you've made this joke before. <laughs> this has happened before. Yeah, no, I, I actually thought I read this and I just straight up didn't. I don't know why I thought I did. Um, I literally clicked through all of them and I guess I just didn't look at this one enough. Uh, let's see here. The 3050, how does this compare? So it has a 128-bit uh, memory bus instead of 
the 192 bit of the 3060 or the 256 bit of 3070 and 3080 second gen racing uh, ray tracing core so it does have rt cores even though it's a 3050 granted it's a laptop gpu but with exceptions this does imply like in past generations i think this i think this does imply that the 3050 will see a non-laptop variant and the fact that this would mean their entry-level card um their you know like bare minimum entry-level card has rt cores it's probably not going to ray trace that well but the fact that it can is kind of nuts uh to think that now entry level means you can have in some form ray tracing um it's uh what but else? i also feel like they keep moving that entry level up with like every new generation well, yeah. Because now I'm you way price below or entry level. Do you mean in a price? Both, or... basically, I guess. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't say price. I don't think it's... I don't... We no, were... I'm saying, like, performance-wise. That's true. But um, one of the big things, at least I believe, is that the RT cores are not very easy to manufacture. And that's a, a big reason why they weren't included in the lesser cards. But also because if they put RT cores in, like, the... um in a 2050 let's say they already don't perform very well on a 2060 so they're not going to perform they would not have performed well at all on like a 2050 um which i don't believe ever came out so i can't i just i if they're putting rt cores in a 3050 and let's just let's assume that it does become a desktop gpu it means that it's got to be good enough to run at least hopefully at least something at 30 frames with ray tracing and i wonder roblox imagine no i wonder though what that um what that would be and i again this is speculation on my part i don't know if there's a 3050 desktop coming out this is literally just for laptops um but i i kind of feel like if they're doing a 3050 for laptops because i never heard of a 2050 for laptops so if they're doing a 3050 there must be in my opinion there's there's one for pc coming soon um and it's probably what they're going to release instead of the proposed 3080 um it was like ti i believe it was 38 ti they were going to release a religion they were going to release originally excuse me um and they didn't because of covid and then the uh silicon shortage so that's interesting enough i'm just kind of i am genuinely shocked that they're putting rt cores in a super low-end thing and it doesn't just say there are no tensor cores true i mean i'm not saying but yeah by the way but yeah, yeah i don't know so I'm just making sure I didn't miss anything in this. For only four gigs of GDDR6 though. That's a little that's a little too little. That's not a lot. Then six gig I don't know. I guess it fits in the in the low range they're intending for it too. It doesn't look like the 3050 Ti is that much better. The only thing that the and I'd say the same thing about the 3060 laptop, but the only difference is um it actually has a 192 bit bus which does make a pretty big difference. So it is different enough, but I don't know. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, it talks about DLSS as well. It's going to have DLSS, I think, or is it saying it doesn't? Uh, they just mentioned it at the end, I guess. That's cool. Move on to, I didn't say it, Charles, by the way. We'll, we'll move on to a different story. This is from IGN. Original Xbox dashboard now available on the Xbox Series X and S. Now I actually selected this because the thumbnail for this actually made it look like you could get the like the original icons and way to move around the menus in some form. And that's not the case. You literally just get a green orb. 
absolutely disappointing the xbox is ruined genuinely disappointing though no i would i would my I would day say, is ruined i get the joke i actually am disappointed though it would like would it be that hard microsoft would it be that hard to take the original menu from the original xbox make it on the new one and just make like if you click a different menu thing it opens up the normal xbox menu of stuff and you can navigate it that way would that nah. be that hard now nah, you only have a uh, the background melinda to the other half yeah, I, it, it it doesn't seem that hard, and maybe they're trying to save one button press, but even so, like you'd feel like people would be... At that point, you could charge for that if it's that radically different. You could charge a dollar for that. And then True. you're like, you're, yeah, so like, you know what you're buying. Um, I also, I really, that's funny to me. They, um, they showed Titanfall 2 and Apex is the most recently played games on this guy's Xbox. Um, and this guy's Xbox, I believe, X. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to see Titanfall two back in the spotlight. Even yeah, it's, it's also funny how there's like almost no difference between the uh, one and the X in terms of the UI. Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that when Critical did his video way back when the X came out um, on the UI and how the PS 5s UI looks, you know, brand new. It's a brand new redesign. It's what you expect from a console. And then you look at the Series X and it's the same thing, and it really doesn't look any different. Uh, and it, it is kind of boring. I don't know. It does just look copy-pasted, and I think lots of it is. I've never really liked the Xbox UI. I never. I really like the 360's original hamburger menu. Um, where it was like, it was more like pages and stuff that you would go. It wasn't like flat. It was, um, you'd, you'd have to look it up. I think it's commonly referred to as the hamburger menu. Uh, but it was like the early Xbox 360 menu. I really liked it. Like it's what I remember as the Xbox menu. And then they kind of changed it to the what the 360 one is now, which is a blend of the original hamburger menu in many ways and mainly the closer to the newer design. But everything was also a lot more compact and not spaced out in, you know, just square boxes that don't look particularly great. And look very generic and like Windows 10. And they don't look great in Windows 10. And they don't look great there. There was more character. There was more structure to the 360s. And I never really ever got around to, around to liking the one on the uh, the Xbox One. And the Series X is the same thing. And and then for the original Xbox. I mean we were, I already talked about that. I really liked how that one looked. Even though I never owned it. I really did like how the original Xbox's uh, UI looked. So interesting yeah, enough know. story. I guess um, I got debated by the thumbnail <laughs> on Twitter into thinking it was cool. And I did, to be fair, I did look it over before uh, we recorded, but there was enough here that we would obviously have enough to talk about. Uh, and I'm like, I'll just leave it in. We'll just cover it really quickly. So that's that story. Very, very minimal. Uh, if you want to buy the original green orb, which it doesn't even look original, by the way. I'm pretty sure a lot of that isn't. I think they redid it, which is fine, but I don't know why it says original, because it doesn't look original to me. I don't remember the patterns on the sides being that vivid, uh, but I could be remembering wrong. I ne have never owned the thing. I've only seen high-fidelity recordings of it on YouTube. We will move on to a story from Tesla Roddy. Not sure why I picked this specific website for this story. I actually really don't remember picking this website, but I i mean, I guess I did. I'll look here. I also. hate the layout of this website. Yeah, it, it kind of fucking sucks. Um, but I guess they were the only ones that were talking about how 
it, talking about it in past tense because it did happen a while ago. So this actually happened uh, for context. The SpaceX launched the SN15 on was it March? Or, excuse me, May 6th, and it was the first SpaceX rocket to launch and not blow up. Well, yeah, launch, pivot, do its landing, and not explode on impact, which is really cool. I think the last time we talked about SpaceX, we were reacting to the uh, the, the the explosion. We were. It landed, yeah. and then it lasted for a bit, and then it fucking blew the fuck up. Um, I, It's really cool. It's really cool to see that it's already, uh, or that it, they actually managed to do it, because they've been trying we to do this for a long time. We live in the future now. We're, we really do. We're getting pretty damn close. I mean, we're sending Dogecoin to the fucking moon. That's an actual thing. Elon Musk said that the entire project, like they're sending a rocket to the moon that has Dogecoin on it and it was funded by Dogecoin from what I've read, which is stupid, completely useless, but they're doing Uh it. Wow, we're at a point where we can have like rockets that can basically uh, do whatever you want, but not Tesla AI that that knows how to deal with a, a curve in the road. Yeah, we'll um, we'll put, we'll send, we'll send um, we'll use tons of fossil fuels to send uh digital bits into orbit, um, instead of you know like correcting uh, artificial intelligence to actually properly drive a car, because that's uh, that's the path we're going with science. I'm not sure how much I agree as as a Dogecoin owner. I'm not sure how much I agree with sending Dogecoin to the moon literally, but. It's. It, I think this is just Elon's way of trying to like push Dogecoin's price up. I, I mean, didn't the, the price the Doge, of Dogecoin drop during his like Saturday Night it. Live, boys? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was Dogecoin to the moon. Everyone was saying, and he even said it on the uh, on SNL. It started. Uh, it, it was dropping all that day because people were selling off in anticipation of SNL not being great, and then it just not doing as well as people thought. It actually started doing well. Um, it had dropped from 70 cents before SNL and it was dropping to around, I believe it was 58-ish cents or something like that, or 60. And the second SNL started, it rose like steadily and then it got to 67 cents, 68, 71 cents. And I believe at 71, it looks like some whale, some Dogecoin whale, somebody who owns a ton of it just mass sold everything because it just instantly dipped to 54 cents. <laughs> Um, I watched it happen on Robin Hood's live updater. It just went from 70, 71, 54. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and then it rose back to 69. Nice. And then it just steadily dropped down and has been dropping down since. Uh, and it sucks because I bought into Dogecoin at 70 cents. Not right then. It was actually the day prior. Um, anticipating it would at least go up a bit from 70 cents. Uh, you know, a bit above the 71 peak. Um, but no, it, it really didn't. It just kind of peaked at its 71 and then dropped back down and it, it's still pretty low. Uh, so that's what happened with that. And also SNL fucking suck, by the way, that whole episode wasn't great. Isn't Nintendo suing them? I don't know if they are, but I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they did. Let's see. Is Nintendo suing SNL would not, would not shock me. Um, not SML. Who the fuck is S? No, SNL. Uh, is Nintendo? Man, Google really wants to, uh, to correct what I'm typing as SNL. Uh, it currently does not look like they are, but it's only been about a, like a few days. It would not shock me. It really would not so shock me. So I'm out of the loop. What did they do? Um, they did Nintendo this whole. 
they did this whole Mario Luigi in a courtroom bit. It was like Mar Mario died to Wario. Wario being played by Elon Musk and Luigi being played by I don't fucking remember. Um and it was a joke on Italian stuff and like at the end they had um Pete Davidson as Governor Cuomo come in and say, Hi, I'm Governor Cuomo. And it was funny because he couldn't read the line, so he just stood there awkwardly for a second. It was hilarious. It wasn't and it wasn't even because it was bad. It was just so out of place, it was funny. Um that that part specifically. But at one point, um they were they had Princess Peach come on, which was actually a cameo from Elon Musk's girlfriend Grimes. Um, she came on as Peach, and then they were trying to demonstrate how, um, like, Luigi wasn't innocent or something, and it had to do with his penis, and they kept saying Luigi and penis a lot, <laughs> and then they showed a censored, like, on this giant TV, this censored thing of Luigi with a penis out, and it, his penis growing with the Mario, like, um, mushroom increase noise, like the blah, 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 and his dick rose. Imagine being a minimum wage worker and just seeing your boss on TV doing that. Imagine having to animate Luigi's penis. Like, imagine having to do that. That's even For worse. Saturday Rule 34. Night Live, too? Can you imagine uh, you, like them going to someone on Twitter like, Yo, can you make us a Luigi's penis rising for SNL? <laughs> we tr trust me, it's not for personal use, bro. Like, like It's such a... I, I can only imagine how fucking like brain just fried the artist department must be there who had to make that they must be fucking annoyed um and the, it's funny because the second i saw that i literally said to my mom nintendo's gonna fucking sue there's no way they don't well i think it'll probably count as uh satire so they probably won't you see but this is the same nintendo who don't give a shit about very clear fair use if you uploaded you playing mario kart 8 like gameplay with commentary and everything it's highly edited and I, I don't, for the record, I don't like using this person as an example because of, for obvious reasons, um, but Mini Lad is an example. He, he, at, when Mario Kart 8 was big, he was uploading just videos of him playing with friends, highly edited, nor, you know, like typical Mini Lad Vanoss gaming style content. And they would literally just strike it down because they said it was their game. It, what he's doing is fair use, but they're saying, they just didn't give a shit. Are they still doing that or no? To a way lesser extent, yes um they they do still strike down content like that not as much it's more I'm surprised on... twitch hasn't gotten fucked up on that <laughs> i am too um but i think it's because twitch doesn't have a great live copyright system not even now when they said they they have one it's it's not really a thing um that gets enforced at any rate i don't know why twitch has skirted it but i do know that um nintendo had big issues with youtube videos and apparently i think, it... I think twitch and nintendo have a deal that's why maybe possibly that's that's the that's where the the old nintendo's tournaments big house and stuff like that were ran through twitch yeah well but sure i think most people consider nintendo's big issue is we actually talked about this at some point it was in a very early podcast episode i think nintendo's reason for striking people um is probably they don't want swearing associated with their content and at these tournaments you know typically you don't see people just cussing and saying fucking shit in every fuck like everything like that five seconds and i bet that's why they really don't want it there and uh, but the fact that they don't respect fair use law i feel like they started striking things down and once people started to actually like consistently talk about it they realized that if they keep doing this the fcc is going to start looking into them or not fcc um at the just the government in general because they can think of the correct thing but they're going to the start FBI. looking into them. yep not the fbi no um 
probably the BBB, the Better Business Bureau. They probably start looking into them and seeing why the hell they're just straight up breaking like um, copyright laws because it is fair use. It's debatably fair use and it would have to be upheld in a court of law, but all it would take is like one lawyer to offer to like 20 different people to represent them and have like 20 different suits against Nintendo like that and the BBB would start looking into it and probably aid and say like, okay, Nintendo, you need to stop. Um, and I, that was probably Nintendo's fear is that they were going to get a, a government entity on their ass for false striking people. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't sued yet. I would not be surprised if they do by like the end of the week or the end of next week. Um, and they're just drawing up court papers because you can only go so far with satire, at least in my opinion, to a point where you're just showing censored Luigi's penis rising with copyrighted Mario sounds. That is a perfect sentence if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Thanks. But that was the that was the SNL thing. But going back to Elon for a sec, this actual story, we'll get to the actual part of the story. Um SN15 is already back on a uh, on a launch landing pad, launch last landing pad, and it was predicted by some to launch today. It did not launch today. Uh, but they apparently did put some of the wings back on it. And Elon has already tweeted on the 7th that SN15, what is it, might try to fly, refly SN15 soon. And they already have it back on the launch pad. So it looks like they are planning on launching SN15 again very soon. And it'll be interesting to see now for the second time if it can launch and land successfully. The one thing I remember from the SN15, which was consistent with many of them, one of the three engines, it 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 could be intentional. But it really does seem like it fails because it gets shaken around and it it, it like just b blows itself out. Um, and normally too, it also seems to take a camera out with it when it does that. And I don't know mm -hmm. if that's intentional or if it's not. And to me, it doesn't seem like it. Um, cause the thing seemed to land on two out of three engines, but it did still land. So I do, I do wonder if they're going to, um, if it's the same three engines or if one was replaced and more importantly the falcon 9 um when they recovered it it took them seven months to reuse the engine from it when it was recovered but with the sn15 it's been a few days and it's already back in a launch pad uh being prepped presumably for a relaunch but wasn't the falcon 9 the one that blew up uh no that was the that was a different sn i believe uh, the falcon 9 is different uh, it's not the same program i don't believe from spacex but um, it is ultimately something that, like, they've recovered parts from. I believe that's the one where they, um, like, it, uh, parts would, like, strip off and it was over overseas or something. Or maybe it crashed in the ocean and they, like, recovered it. I'm not sure. I'd have to look up more in Falcon 9. It's been a minute. I just know Falcon 9 and SpaceX are mentioned a lot. And they talk about in this, I believe, not a different article, about how it took seven months for, for them to get a engine from Falcon 9 to be reused. But they're reusing this almost immediately. Um, and then I'm getting an erectile dysfunction ad at the bottom. Very cool. Um, I need those. So we've talked about Elon Musk and uh, SpaceX long enough. And I have a feeling anyone watching has probably heard about a ton about them from all the backlash on Twitter um, against Elon Musk and how bad the SNL episode was. So we'll move on from Elon Musk um, to a equally disappointing story of SNL being bad. Uh, HTC's new headsets that were revealed at ViveCon um which was going on yesterday and today and they're not revealing any more headsets today presumably um they've they revealed everything they had to yesterday in terms of headsets so that's why we're not covering today's um stuff that we'll cover yesterday's uh this is from aris technica htc's newest headset signaled the end of 
buys five-year VR for the home mission. Uh, and I'm not going like, to paraphrase the article, just get into it. So you have the Vive Focus 3, um, which really does seem like the ultimate Quest 2 competitor on the surface level. It's got a Snapdragon XR2, same as the Quest 2. Um, it's got a, it's got dual 2448 resolution, 2448 by 2448. So the same by the same resolution, um, displays on each eye. I believe that's like two, uh, just above 2k resolution, something like that. It's, it's kind of a weird resolution, but it's just above 2k and it does improve clarity substantially over the, um, the quest two. I believe it's like 1800 by 1900 in the quest two, so, some resolution like that. Um, 90 Hertz. So not the 120 Hertz. The quest two can debatably run because it doesn't run it well. Uh, inside out tracking, which is a first, not a first for HTC, but this really does feel like their first successful attempt, even though we haven't seen it in action yet. Um, and the controllers, by the way, uh, Epic, if you, uh, you probably seen them at this point, they look identical to like the, the quest gen one controllers. Yeah. They also um, look similar to the Rift S controllers. Yeah. Well, they're the same thing. Aren't they? Yeah. They're just uh, touch. Well, the, the, both Quest and Rift controllers or Rift S controllers are basically all the same. Not much different. Yeah, they're to, like touch. They're variants of the Touch Gen One. Yeah. Um, and personal. By the way, personally, um, just like holding my my Quest Two controller in my hand and then looking at the Vive controllers here, the the Focus Threes, I personally like their design more solely because the button is not embed it's a little rubber button that sticks out i would so prefer that on um on a quest 2 controller over what what there is now which is it's like pressed in and glossy i don't like that um i do like how it's rubber there and how if you wanted to you could just use part of your thumb to press it down while your thumb's on the uh the joystick that's obviously obviously speculation i don't have it but it like come on it's not that hard to see if you've ever held a vr controller that's not hard to visualize or anything like that that's pretty straightforward um what else but it does have inside out tracking it uh, did, did it have speakers built in i didn't even look because i'm really disappointed in it oh yeah it ha i think it has speakers kind of like the um the quest 2s where they're built into the sides the quest 2s suck so i'm not uh, no one's expecting those to be great they have new lenses uh i believe they're called pancake lenses that's what the communities dubbed them they allow for better fov Apparently now it has 120 FOV instead of 110. And I think that's substantially better than the Quest 2 because the Quest 2's FOV is also really awful. And I don't know. Oh, and it also it has full Steam VR connectivity. I believe it has XR support. Um, it can connect wirelessly after launch because they're adding it after launch. It's not going to come at launch. You have to use a um the USB-C port and plug directly in at launch. And also I will say the head strap looks really nice, especially compared to the shit on the Quest 2. Uh, the biggest problem is ultimately this is a in some ways souped up and in some ways the same slash kind of downgraded Quest 2 for I believe it's here $1,300, $1,400. What do they say here? Yep, $1,300 for what is essentially the Quest 2 with about uh, like I said, very slight changes. And that's I'll explain why in a second, because there's a pretty great reason why. Um, and it makes sense, especially for a company like HTC. But that kind of fucking blows. Like, so this is this is ended ultimately with Facebook still having complete market dominance over uh, VR. Like, Because I want to get into that real quick. This is kind of shown that... And also, I should state... Uh, let me finish the article here before I get into the Facebook thing or the other. 
Um, this is only for business class. If you're a consumer and you want to buy the Focus 3, you can't. You can only buy it if you're a business class customer with them. So you're kind of screwed if you're a consumer until people start reselling these on eBay in a few years. Um, which, to be fair, that may mm -hmm. end up becoming an actual very good, like, lucrative thing. I could, I could see this becoming, like, the next HTC Vive, you know, the thing everyone has at home in a few years, like, five years, when they're really cheap on eBay. Because it, it is it does seem like a good all-rounder. Um, it's just at its price, it's not really worth it. Um, at least to me, I don't, it doesn't, it seems like the quest two with slight differences. Um, and then we go to the, the other thing they revealed, the Vive Pro two. And my personal opinion here that I will inject directly into it because I just can't hold it in. It fucking sucks. It is $1,400 with a full kit. So that's lighthouses, controllers, uh, power supplies for everything, chargers, uh, and the headset. And you get the same screens um, as the uh, HTC uh, Focus 3. Also, by the way, they're LCDs. They've uh, changed from OLEDs. They're now both LCDs, I believe. You get the same screens, so 2448 by 2448. That's speculation that they're the same model, but I can't imagine they, um, they're they any different with the same exact resolution like that. Um, it's It can run 120 hertz instead of 90 hertz, implying to me that... They'll probably add 120 hertz support to the Focus 3 later. Uh, they still ship with Vive Wands for some fucking reason. They didn't redesign the controllers. They didn't include inside-out tracking, which at the very least could have been what they did to make it any different. Um, I don't remember if it has the new pancake lenses or not. Um, I believe it has better FOV. It has better speakers, they're saying, on it uh, that are built into it. But... The Valve Index ones are supposed to be otherworldly, and as someone who's used speakers that are like a step below the Valve Index ones um, on the uh, the chart of the company that makes them, and I used them yesterday, I and then also used the the Deluxe Audio Strap speakers. If they're anything like the Deluxe Audio Strap speakers, even slightly better, they're not gonna touch anything the Index has. Those Index speakers are still amazing, and there's not uh, HTC can't really match it. So I really hope they don't push the audio as a big thing because they cannot match it. That's why HP with the Reverb G2 went and partnered with Valve to use their speakers um, that they had custom designed for the Index because they're that good. Uh, and th that's overall about it with it. It's got like the same exact fucking design as the original Vive except it has two cameras on the front. doesn't have inside-out tracking. And it needs, I believe, um, Lighthouse Gen 2s, which are very prone to failure. They're, if you look up like um, Lighthouse or Base Station Gen 2 failure you'll just see people who say yeah i got them and then a week later they start red light of deathing and they're just dead and that's it and uh hec won't replace them or something a lot of time they will granted but they just die super quickly and they're a pain in the ass to take up and put or set up and uh, take down it's fourteen hundred dollars first of all it's more than the focus three at you know it's focus three's price it's it's fourteen hundred dollars um it isn't wireless it is not a quest 2 competitor and more importantly people were saying at least in um, many discords i was in if it had eye tracking that would have been the big thing that made people buy it it would have been one of the first consumer level vr headsets with eye tracking and that's that's huge because eye tracking uh, it's supposed to be a lot better for something called uh, foveated rendering where it doesn't um foveated rendering means it doesn't render anything that isn't in the direct peripheral vision as if you're looking straight at it of the lenses with eye tracking it'll do that for wherever your eyes are looking 
which makes performance a lot better with no discernible impact to anything because uh-huh. you can't you know like you can't see your peripheral vision in any blurrier than it it generally it, you know what i mean it doesn't it doesn't make anything worse you won't be seeing anything in a lower res because your vision's already blurry at that point and it just matches that blur it's not um any objective you won't see pixels on the screen so people were really hoping for that like really hoping for that that would have been the killer feature and for many from what i've read that would have been what pushed people to buy the headset which you can get for 749.99 i believe uh that would have pushed many to go and get that it has higher resolution screens than the reverb g2 meaning it is aside from the the pimax uh, 8k which is not 8k mind you but aside from that i believe it makes it the highest resolution uh vr like headset display that you can get and the pimax ak has its own issues with the lenses being weird and making things kind of blurry and unreadable so i don't count that it's its own beast so it effectively in my eyes and many's it would make it the highest resolution consumer vr headset that would have hopefully good speakers they're not going to be index level but hopefully good um with a chance that they use a similar mounting system to the index ones they both use similar stuff except the index ones use three golden prongs so if that's used on the um the vive pro 2 it's possible to swap them at least i believe it would be there's no reason it wouldn't uh that would be a cool thing i don't know if it is or not it's got slightly better fov uh i never had problems by the way the fov in the original vive so i don't think it was ever really a huge issue it's still better than the quest 2 the resolution's better they're not using oled so there's no more screen door effect that's all great and dandy but what it amounts to is a kind of slightly different valve index i guess or like slightly different reverb g2 for an insane price you can right now literally you can get a reverb g2 for six hundred dollars and it comes with the controllers and the reverb g2 itself and everything you need to set it up so in audio quality you have the best at that point in controller quality you have objectively the worst and then the run like the the thing above worst is the vive ones and they're both pretty fucking bad from what i've read and i've used vive ones they're only really good for shooters so i under you have like the second you have the worst controllers at that point with the um the reverb g2 but you also only spent six hundred dollars not um 749 on just the headset to buy new controllers so you'd have everything you need you'd have the best speakers the second best visual quality you know what why would you ever get the vi pro 2 what do you guys think because that i don't understand the thought I, process. I, I, I don't i don't know why. i have no idea i don't really have anything vr too expensive I, same same I i'm probably not a vr person ever be able so this to run is a, it, uh, so. type of conversation that's fair i just don't i i don't understand it i never and this really pissed me off because i'm looking over and i'm like man this is really just the reverb g2 but slightly better in some ways and slightly worse in some other ways that's what it looked like to me, and that's what it seems to be. Um, I, I don't know. And here's the best part. Um, HP just revealed, I believe it's the Reverb G2 Plus or Echo. Let me see. It just was announced like yesterday. G2 um, Plus. Sure, I can probably find what it is. Uh, the Omnicept Edition. Sorry, it's the Omnicept Edition because they have to have a weird-ass name for it. The Reverb G2 Omnicept Edition, which was just announced, I believe, to be coming out soon, 
um, that I believe has eye tracking and that's what it's big thing. It's literally the reverb G2, but eye tracking. And also guess what? It has lip tracking built in unlike cause HTC, oh we reported on this, I think a bit ago, like in a, a podcast or two ago, HB or HP HTC, excuse me, revealed, um, vibe tracker 3.0s, which are essentially just like smaller, thinner vibe trackers and lip tracking. It was in a, a giant attachment that you needed for, um, any i think it works for any vr headset you just need a, some type of adapter um well this has it built in so with the exception of the resolution being about 300 and like 50 pixels less with the reverb g2 now you would literally have the the best the second best visual quality the best speakers you'd have eye tracking you'd have lip tracking you'd have uh, i don't and uh, again, not great controllers, but you can literally just buy uh, base stations and Knuckles controllers at that point. And you would have the best VR, like one of the best VR setups, if not the best right now on the market, all things considered. Um, and granted, this does not cost $600 like the original Reverb G2 that did release uh, very, very recently. This actually does cost, I believe, a bit more, if not a lot more. I think this is also around $1,200, $1,300. Uh, can I, let me see if I can find a price. Reverb G2 Omnicept Edition. Uh, price. Anything. 12000 and or Sorry, excuse me. $1,250. So it's less than the full package um, uh, Vive Pro 2 or 3 or whatever the hell it is. Vive Pro 2? 3? I don't even know what version is this pro at this point. They literally mentioned Vipro 3 in this article. I don't know. The Vipro 2, excuse me. That's what it is. Um, I don't know. I just don't, I don't think it's worth it because if you buy a Vive Pro um, 2, you're like with the controllers and everything, you're literally just going to sell the controllers and then go and buy Knuckles controllers realistically. And at that point, why wouldn't you just do the same for the Reverb G2? So... I just kind of wanted to rant about that. I know almost everyone in the podcast except Epic don't have VR. So they really don't like know what I'm talking about here. Epic, you at least see though why I have such an issue with this, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And I'll quickly mention the reason this makes sense for HTC to do is they've been failing in the consumer market for years, be it in the phone industry when they tried to really get into that and it didn't work. And then VR, it worked with the Vive. And that's about all I can say. It really didn't work with anything after the Vive, the original. Well, Vive. I remember when like all the hype was around the Vive, and there's like no other really VR headsets that people talked about, and it was just like, oh man, it's so expensive. And it's yeah, like, I was excited about yeah, the and, Vive, and then now we like... got like Oculus, um, HTC, Valve, uh, Reverb, or like no, not the Reverb, no, yeah, Reverb G two, yeah, yeah. The special yeah. thing about the. Ones. The special thing about the Vive for me is I had that same thing. I really, like, really wanted it. Especially after a Charles Hart. We have a mutual friend who got a Vive pretty early on. Um, and hearing that he got it and, like, seeing it used in videos, I really wanted to try it. And when I got my Vive Business Edition a little bit ago, just for, again, I got it because it was the price of two base stations for an entire Vive kit. Um, I actually, like, set it all up and tried it out for a good few hours just to, like, do it. Because I really wanted to try the vibe. It's something special where it's like, this. it was just something I thought was super cool. And I still think is super cool. Um, and it's it's special to me in that sense. Whereas I can look at the Quest 2 and say, oh, it's a Quest 2. But I can look at the vibe and say, this revolutionized VR. 
It really did. It was huge. And I, HTC have not been able to understand that you need to actually, like, not incrementally upgrade. Their, their first foray into VR was the standard. And ever since they set the standard, which has now been pushed, you know, higher by the Valve Index, um, but every other attempt since then to set a new standard has been seen and is an incremental upgrade. It's not a new standard. It kind of fucking sucks. Um, and it's also very, very confusing when they have the Vive Pro, the Vive Cosmos Elite. Uh, there's the Vive Cosmos, I think it's like Elite Plus, and the normal Vive Cosmos. There's just a bunch of fucking different SKUs of the same thing um, that have slight different changes. And I, I've, I've never able, no matter how many times I look it up, which is why I'm not right now, I can never keep track of how many different Vives have released. There's literally, to me, there's like 10. And there's not, but it feels like there's 10. Um, they just don't know, I don't think they understood that you can't release a product like that. You have to do like an actual new standard. If you're going to set up VR like this, if you're going to set everyone up with VR and try and foray, you know, VR into the home uh, with their five-year, apparently end of five-year mission, you, you got to actually do it. You can't just release an incremental upgrade that costs about the same price as the original Vive did at launch, if not more. And then keep do it again and then do it again. And then now what they're announcing is an incremental upgrade to the incremental upgrades. If they had released this instead of the Vive Cosmos series, I guarantee to you this would have been considered like, you know, probably a new standard. But they didn't. They actually didn't. This is releasing now. This feels like a 2018 VR headset releasing in 2021. At least to me. Um... So I'm expecting more of the Reverb G2 to actually become, you know, dominant in the market in terms of like high end. And then also uh, something I have not mentioned because it's a bit obscure. And this is also something you guys will definitely have an opinion on. Um, there's the Pico Neo 3. The Pico Neo 3 is a, it look on the surface, it looks like a, a clone of the Quest 2. It is a Chinese developed VR headset that has eye tracking um, in one of its premium models granted. Um, it does have eye tracking and it is also, it literally, it uses an XR2. It's the same type of thing, but I, and I also believe it has high resolution screens and, um, better lenses for better FOV. It essentially seems like the Vive Focus 3 of China, except I believe, I believe consumers can buy it. I'm not sure. I'd have to double check. What do you guys think about that? Buying a VR headset that does have like a, a wireless VR headset that does have eye tracking and does not have links to Facebook, but has links to China, presumably. Let's go. I don't have Chinese government my information. Because a lot of people are saying they don't want China spying on their eye movements to figure out where they're at, you know, like what they're looking at and advertising and stuff like that. And I, I don't know. The counter to that is what are people going to do when Facebook re release like the Quest Pro, which is presumed to have eye tracking? What, are people going to buy it? Because they people don't I want Facebook so. people don't want Facebook tracking their eyes, but do they want would they rather have Facebook tracking their eyes and selling their data or China tracking their eyes and at at least collecting it and at most unlikely selling it as well? Because I don't I personally I don't see a difference at that point. There really isn't a difference. Yeah, um, and people everybody's have spying on you. You should learn that by now. Yeah. I get it if you, if someone was like anti Facebook and it, not just sorry not anti Facebook anti like getting tracked, I'd understand why you wouldn't go for the Pico Neo three, but I wouldn't understand why you'd then go for the Quest two. I understand why you'd avoid both and go for a Quest one because you don't need to have a Facebook account to use it. 
that's about like you know that's it that's all i that's all i'd understand um unless you really wanted eye tracking that badly in a wireless uh, vr headset and also i really need to do some more research into pico neo um three with the exception of the front plate being split into two and the bottom part of it being black it seems to have an identical design to the quest 2 like identical and i'm wondering if it's literally just and it, you know it has the same chip too the XR2. I'm wondering if it's just a Quest 2 with different lenses and eye tracking. Like, just straight up hardware-wise. Which makes me wonder, first of all, is the Pico Neo 3 going to be what we end up seeing as the Quest Pro? And second of all, is it possible to sideload Facebook software onto the Pico Neo 3? <laughs> that would be funny. I know there's only so much you can do with, you know, the chipsets, like the XR2 being the same. Um, and not the, like other things like RAM and everything like that. I know there's only so much you can do, but even so, I still wonder. I I really genuinely do think there's more like that may be actually possible, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, but the reason I I've skimmed over it twice. The reason H it doesn't make it sense for HTC to release the Focus Three to consumers is they can't match the price that Facebook does. That's the biggest thing. Um rumors are and combined with the fact that the focus 3 is literally just a slightly better quest 2 and they want um $1300 for it the quest 2 is priced at $300 and that's because facebook can take your data cuz you need a facebook account sell your data you you do still need a facebook account you do and this that me explain okay. this is why that won't ever go away um yeah i thought they <laughs> I thought I heard someone say they removed that. Some, or am I well, no, someone did. Someone, someone, the, someone quest the Quest 1 doesn't require it. Someone managed to manually remove it on the Quest 2, but nothing works. And they're having to, like, rebuild and, like, fuck with the code to try and get it to work properly without Facebook integration. It's also unclear if Facebook would try and shadow ban you. And it's also, also unclear if Facebook don't have some type of, this is more conspiracy level, but this is actually something Facebook might do considering what I'm about to say after this. It's unclear if they have some type of silent wireless transmitting chip that can connect to internet um, by the same credentials you enter for your normal internet that could send data to Facebook indicating the device is compromised or that it has different firmware uh, than Facebook wants and they could shadow ban it from both accessing apps you have from buying new apps from and locking your oculus account etc that could happen and the reasoning for that a lot of people have is the fact that um it seems like the quest 2's actual like manufacturing cost is probably around like 700 to 800 dollars a unit and they're selling it the minimum one like minimum spec one for 300 dollars they're taking a massive loss a huge loss on each sale of a quest 2 and it's because Facebook bank on making up in both Oculus Store, because they they own Oculus. They, they bank on making money on the Oculus Store, um, both because you can buy stuff to play standalone on the Quest 2. Um, just to, like because, like you can, because you don't need a PC. And because of stuff like, originally it's because of stuff like Virtual Desktop to play on PC is 20 bucks, and they get a cut of that. But now they have their own AirLink, so I'm not really sure that really applies anymore. Uh, and then also, even if you're in Airlink or VD or whatever, they're still tracking you, and they're still collecting that data on whatever you're doing, and they're selling it. That's how they're making money, is they now have a the entire, they have marketplace dominance over the VR space, and they can sell, you know, dominant data, which are highly, highly accurate data on VR 
to advertisers looking to advertise the VR. That's amazing for the you know the advertisers. It sucks for us. Um, but that's how it's so cheap. It's not because the Quest 2 is a cheap piece of garbage, and it's not because you know it's something that's going to break in five seconds. Although that does seem to happen with a lot of people, um, and the lenses or the um, uh, head strap or the deluxe head strap. There's a few things. But actually, by the way, so uh, for a friend of mine apparently his friend his shipped with a hair behind the lens from the factory. And he's what? having to send it oh. back. Yeah, he he put it on and there's just this hair down the middle, so we had to send oh, it back. That sucks. Yeah, it really does. And the best part is his friend bought it for him as a, like a birthday gift, and he gets it and he opens it up and he puts it on and there's a hair in the lens. So <laughs> how does that happen? Do you think it was like a rat that scurried through while it was getting fitted or something? I'm while they imagining were putting the lens on. I'm imagining what happens is it's probably that that part where they put the lenses on because it's plastic and it can scratch easily. They probably have human hands with like microfiber um, gloves put them in. And I'm willing to bet there was probably literally just someone that just happened to have a stray hair that, you know, was not attached to his head fall while he was like, you know, like putting it in really quickly. I'm doing the hand movement. And you can't see. I don't know why I am. But like really, you know, really quickly, they probably just... <laughs> pull them out put them in pull them out put them in that's probably how that works it's manufacturing and probably in china i can't imagine it's super slow that's probably how they do it is they just quickly put them in like that and he probably just didn't notice it was there so he just quickly put it in put it in put it in and then they obviously don't quality test every single headset because that would that would be like company suicide that would cost so much money and nothing would get mm -hmm. done so that probably happened to not be the one that got quality tested, which in hindsight is probably a good thing for Facebook because if that got quality tested and had a hair, they probably would have had to halt production and check every single unit. And presumably this is the first guy to have this issue um, and ho hopefully the last. So hopefully it was just this one. Um, I wouldn't say they'd have to halt production. They'd probably have to do a, a lot more looking at them. But... Well, what, they, what they'd have to do... They'd have to they'd have to stop production of everything for a second. All the ones off the conveyor, like get them all assembled, and then put them all probably in a box, put them to the side, and keep manufacturing, and send them to the R and D team to like look at all of them. Yeah, maybe that. So it would alter. The it would QA cost, team. And it all would, that. Yeah, it would cost money to stop production for a bit, and it would cost a ton of money to check every single headset. Um. So I don't, and it would probably be like standard testing procedures and not just checking for hairs. So it'd be a lot more money than just turning them on and off. Um, it would be turning them on, doing whatever workaround they have to not sign into Facebook every single time with every headset. I don't know. It doesn't sound fun on Facebook's end. So it's, um, it's good that this guy's returning it and he's the only guy that had the problem in a way. Um, and it's not tons of people cause that would be a major issue. I know I, I probably should return my Quest 2 and get another one. I still have the God Ray issue. It never got fixed. I thought it was, but that was just kind of me saying, yeah, it's new, so it's good. Um, but I do still have it. I just haven't... I don't use my headset enough, and it doesn't bother me that much. It's actually worse on the Vive, and I was fine with it on the Vive. So I'm I'm very much fine with it on the Quest 2. Um... God Rays for context, by the way, because um, I'm not sure if you guys understand. I, Epic might. I don't know. It's essentially, you know the lines on like VR headset lenses? Yeah. Um, I think I do. When the light hits them in a certain way, it can cause a beam of light that matches like that line to beam directly. Oh, I just hit the mic. Uh, directly into your eyes. 
and not like into your pupil, obviously, but you know, it looks like the sun essentially is like shining a beam down on a window <laughs> and it's not great. Um, it's, it's just, it's not, it's not preferable, but there's only so much I could, I feel like I can complain for $300 as much as this really is a, like a $1,200 VR headset that I paid 300 for because they're collecting my data. I still feel like there's only so much I can complain for $300. And as I aired and Epic know by now, I'm someone who, who is very, very picky vocal. Yeah. I will make, if there's something wrong with a product, I will make sure that like it's, it's corrected. For but, years on then. Yeah, I but I, I'm on the fence about this. I may end up talking to Oculus again, getting it replaced. Um, I I don't know. I just don't. I really don't want to send it back. Have to reset up my account, reset up the Guardian, download every single app again, sign into anything, set up this, and it's gonna be a pain in the ass. Um, I may see if I can back up an entire full one to one ROM of what's on there right now. I may do that. Um, and just re-upload it to the new one when I get it. I may do that. But eh, I don't, yeah, I don't want to do it. Uh, but if I can't do that, I don't think. Um, and also, I have all my modded stuff set up on it, so I'd have to take all that off. But we move on from VR because that went on for way too long, and we move on to this final one. Uh, and the only reason I'm covering it is because, like the 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 Corning Museum of Glass is only like an hour from us, right? An hour or two. I don't. Yeah, it's not very far. Yeah, uh, this is from Aris Technica. Uh, Apple invests $45 million more in Gorilla Glass maker Corning. Um, Corning, again, is known for Gorilla Glass. They've made it on every single iPhone as well as tons of Androids. They're the only, they're the only makers of Gorilla Glass. Everything else is tempered glass or normal glass or plastic. Uh, they are the only ones that make the Gorilla Glass, which is their kind of... It's a, it's a mix of tempered glass and other things in the manufacturing process that make it stronger. Um... Apparently, this is to, from according to Apple to help, quote, expand Corning's manufacturing capacity in the U.S. and drive research and development into innovative new technologies that support durability and long-lasting product life, which is the most generic fucking statement in the world. But you can only get so specific with a company that makes glass that's the sole purpose is to not break under high pressure. So I, I, I can't really fault them for that. But yeah, I don't know. This was just kind of a cool story to cap it off because I had a feeling I would ramble on about uh, VR for a while because I was really pissed at HTC. Yeah, you spent like maybe uh, 40 minutes on that. I, I think, think it was 30. Almost. I think it was 30. It was very almost. unnecessary. Yeah, it was. it was very long amount of time also. It was a very <laughs> long amount of time. I, my bad. Hopefully someone watching finds it interesting and it wasn't just me rambling. I just won't. I won't do that again. Um... <laughs> But yeah, that's all we got. I won't like extend it any longer. Um, sorry for the VR rant if that was like hated. Uh, thank you guys for watching the podcast. Please be sure to check out the uh, the Batman video we released if you didn't already. Uh, that did release at this when this goes up. That'll be um last Monday. Uh, that'd be much appreciated. And thank you to those who watched it. Uh, Shoutouts to everyone listening on Spotify who have not been informed. I don't think if you did listen on Spotify, we never put out anything saying we were we're doing the podcast bi-weekly now or on YouTube. But I, it was said in um the Discord, and it was pretty clear on YouTube that we're now doing a video and um podcast bi-weekly. But so sorry to anyone on any other platform other than YouTube and Discord that had no idea that we've switched to bi-weekly for the podcast, but we have. And if you want more, go to 
uh, youtube.com slash C slash Seda Monkeys or just, I think, slash Seda Monkeys works. Uh, thank you guys for watching, and we'll see you all next time. Bye.